Hello, and welcome to this inaugural kickoff episode of the Shiny Developer Series. I'm actually calling this episode zero because this is similar to a Hello World, where I kind of dive into a little bit about my journey and my insights about Shiny, and to give you an overview of what I plan to do with this great new series that I'm working on. Thank you so much for tuning in. So let's dive right into it. So a little bit about myself. I've been using R since version 2.1, and if you do the math, that's been quite a while. Um, my name is Eric Nance, and I am, most of you know me probably more so for my voice, as I've been hosting an, an endeavor called the R Podcast for a few years. You can find that at r-podcast.org if you like to hear my takes about R itself and some interesting insights from members of the community. And speaking of community, we'll get to that quite a bit in this in this kickoff episode. I'm also trying to get more involved in the R community in, in general. Some of my efforts that I've been involved with include um, being a curator for the R Weekly team, as well as a part of the R Studio community as a sustainer. You'll hear a lot more about that shortly, as well as an administrator for the Rbind service. But this is about Shiny, right? So I'm going to use this time to talk about how I got into Shiny and some of the things I've been up to and how I've been motivated to kick off this series. So I discovered Shiny in 2013, which was pretty recent to when it was released. It may have been released like the winter before that. And this was something where I was immediately hooked to this. I could not believe that with some R code, I could create a web application that at this time in my kind of journey in computing in my career thought that that was an almost impossible task. So I started using it right away. In fact, I even spun up a virtual server, a shiny server when it was first released on one of my home servers. And it, I was so hooked with it. I tried to get uh, my colleagues at work to start using it. And it definitely started taking off. So this has been one of those transformative kind of technologies in the R ecosystem. In my mind, Shiny alongside R Markdown and some of the more recent efforts with the Tidyverse have been game changers, whether you're new to R or you're like me and you've been using R for quite a while. Now, I'm not going to pretend that learning Shiny was easy, especially back then. I've had a lot of um, trials and tribulations, you might say, as I was starting to get into Shiny, building simple applications and then trying to scale that up into more complex applications. But I want to share some of recent events that kind of took me along the way to both understanding more about Shiny and, and frankly, getting more addicted to the ecosystem around it. The first major event that I flag in kind of my journey was the Shiny DevCon. This was hosted by our studio, and this was the first ever, you might call, conference that our studio themselves hosted. This was um, this is a shot of Joe Chang, who was the original author of Shiny. And the, in this conference, he took the time to really instill into us about 90 or so attendees the concept of reactivity, because he had been wanting to do this, at, frankly, ever since Shiny came out, is finding a way to articulate the nuances and the, the power you can have with using reactivity the right way. 
before this conference, yes, I've been a fan of Shining, but I don't think I was using it in the way that it was intended. In other words, I didn't quite have the best grasp of how reactors work, how observers work, where you use one versus the other, how to debug various reactivity kind of errors or just, you know, things firing when they shouldn't have. This really took my, my um, I guess you might say, my skills about Shiny, or at least how I can make my skills about Shiny better. But I'm showing you this picture for a reason, as I was surrounded for the first time by a very invested, enthusiastic, and, and really knowledgeable group of fellow Shiny users. I am very uh, quick to say I was not nearly the smartest person in this room, but I met a lot of very smart people at this conference, and I've actually been able to collaborate with off and on ever since. So this was, you know, a, a really rewarding experience, but it started to get my insights and how I can take Shiny to another level for the work that I was doing. And also it just made it even seem more fun than it already was. So I'm going to fast forward a few years to 2018 when I had the, the privilege of presenting some of my thoughts about using Shiny in a more production environment at the recent R and Pharma conference uh, held in August last year. This is just a snapshot of one of my slides. It's not too important for this video, but this was a time where I wanted to start giving back in a certain way, but also use that as an opportunity to learn from others. Whereas in the Shiny DevCon, I was definitely more of a consumer. I was taking it all in, seeing what great tutorials or concepts are being brought forth by the R Studio Shiny team, as well as others that were using Shiny in, frankly, a much better way than I was back then. So I was a real sponge here. And I was also trying to balance it in this conference with sharing what I've learned a lot of times through the hard way, but also using that as a chance to gleam some or kick off some discussions about how we all could learn from each other. And this was, again, a great conference in that almost half of the talks were using Shiny in some way. So again, I was really enthusiastic to be a part of this. And it was the first time I tried to put myself out there and sharing some concepts that I've been learning to help others along the way. And speaking of putting things out there, I'm now going to flash forward to earlier this year of 2019 when I was extremely fortunate to be able to present my um, take on shiny modules or kind of best practices and effective use of modules at the RStudio conference held in January this year. This was, <laughs> I, I talk about this in one of my R podcast episodes, but a lot of preparation went into this, but the, the collaboration and the sharing of ideas that I had after this talk and as well as building up to this talk were some of the most valuable experiences I've had. And I'll show you a bit more about what this talk, one of the products of this talk. So one of uh, a fellow Shiny user, uh, Nick Strayer, had this uh, tweet about the talk that I was giving uh, during, during the actual talk itself. And you can see a snapshot of one of my slides but I try to not just talk about things, but to actually show it as well. So we'll have a link in the notes of this video and also on the site for this uh, application I developed called the Ames Housing Explorer, where it kind of shows a way to network shiny modules together. 
But this was a monumental uh, opportunity in that I have played with little shiny upside the skulls publicly, but this was a chance for me to put in some of the concepts that I've learned through both the day job and also just my learning outside of it into an app that hopefully can be helpful for those to learn about shiny and also getting back to this kind of networking and community perspective hopefully it gleams some ideas that i can discuss with with fellow um, fellow members of the shiny community and then very recent to this i had the chance of going to the chicago r unconference that was held for the first time uh, earlier this spring and this is where i'm not presenting anything but I get to literally work on a project for a couple days. And I went to this Unconf Toolbox project where I was able to work on, guess what, a Shiny app and work with others that were also working with Shiny app side by side. So um, to get more detail about this app, I worked with uh, Charlotte Gelfin, who um, is also a Shiny developer with her job. And she and I helped build this little uh, on conference issue explorer app which you can see in the animation here was a way for the attendees to look at what issues were open and which ones were closed after they entered some repository information now the app itself is not that large per se but if you notice this application is most definitely not what you might see in the what you might consider the um, teaching kind of shiny apps this was using extensions from the shiny community and that's another reason i wanted to put this series out there is there is a wealth of awesome packages awesome applications in the shiny community and i want to have a way to show how i've been using some of this but also get perspective of others in the shiny community on ways that we can use these ideas and and share some really insightful and innovative uses so you can check out the GitHub repo for this um, application at the link you see on the on the slide in the show notes. And also we have a link to the application on, on Shiny Apps IO as well. Now, you may have noticed that I have talked about my journey to learning Shiny. Now, what this series is not trying to replicate is teaching the basics of Shiny. The reason for that is I think there are some great resources out there already. So again, we'll have all these links in the notes for this video, but I recommend a few resources to help you begin climbing what Joe Chang had coined this ladder of enlightenment in his Shiny DevCon uh, talks about reactivity in particular. In fact, I linked to a couple, one of those uh, recordings. And another important aspect is how to debug effectively. So as, as this series goes forward, I am actually not so much catering to a beginner Shiny developer because I think there are ways that you can use these resources to get you started. But to be perfectly frank, this series, the Shiny itself, is something you really have to start practicing on your own to understand how to use it effectively. So definitely take some time to invest in these resources and also just try things out on your own break things to figure out how to fix them. And then all the stuff that we're gonna be talking about in this series going forward will make a lot more sense in terms of showing these more complex applications in action. So am I targeting the most advanced Shiny users? Probably not that either. That's another side of the extreme. 
But what I hope to talk to in terms of the audience for this Shiny Developer Series are those in the middle. I don't have a great term for it yet, but there hasn't been a lot of material out there for someone who's had some experience with Shiny, has been doing some really interesting and complex work about how to take that to another level, and more importantly, learn from others that are also on that same journey. That's who this Shiny Developer Series is targeted towards. Now, there's lots of ways to take advantage of this community to unlock a lot of possibilities that you can do with Shiny. And one example in terms of finding a lot of these at once was our studio's recent contest for Shiny. It was the first ever Shiny contest that was held earlier this year. Um, this was something that when I saw this coming through, I, I had to jump on this. And again, this wasn't so much for getting a, an app out there, so to speak. This was about a chance to learn from others as they were doing it. Because one of the requirements was that not only you make the application, but you share the code and you share a reproducible working environment so that others could clone it on the RStudio cloud service and literally play with the app in the same environment that it was developed in. So you see on here, I made an application called the uh, Shiny uh, Lego Mosaic Maker. You can see a lot more details about that in the, in the post I made on the RStudio community site. That gives you a lot more background. But I want to draw your attention to the fact that, one, like I mentioned in that little dashboard, um, our conference issue dashboard, this was made possible by parts of the Shiny ecosystem. In fact, I'm calling it a Shiny verse as a little play on words of the Tidyverse. Thing, packages like Shiny.js by Dina Telly that makes you do awesome JavaScript-like functionality with very little code, or even just do full-on custom JavaScript yourself in an easy way. The user interface side of this with BS4 Dash, and that's going to be part of a recurring inter theme that we talk about with how these interfaces are, pr are, are produced. Shiny widgets, a great set of UI widgets that go above and beyond what's built into Shiny itself. The shiny custom loader, which says you look at these little brick icons when that when that picture was loading, and an animated GIF of any liking. DT, which has quite a bit of traction in the shiny community for giving that nice table representation of data with interactivity built right in. And from a development side of things, this application was produced by the Golem package made by Colin Fay and Vincent Guyader part of Think R, and we're gonna be exploring that in more detail later in this series as well. So this, again, this isn't so much just to show what I did. It's The message here is that there is a lot of untapped potential if you can look into the community that of ecosystem that the Shiny has, you can use these components and make some really awesome applications to do things that you may not thought possible with Shiny in the first place. So as we think about where I'm going forward with this, this Shiny developer series is kind of composed of two parts, such as what you're seeing now, where either myself or I'm bringing on others in the Shiny community to share techniques, you know, little snippets of code and practical advice for how they can use Shiny effectively. And again, looking at the community, explore these uses of Shiny that maybe we never thought about before, just getting deep into those, those use cases and 
because Shiny itself is such a visual mechanism, you're making web applications, it's not exactly friendly to just an audio format. So this series is gonna be mostly a video format for this kind of branch of where I'm going with it. But there's another very important branch, especially with the community in mind, and I'm very happy to say that I've had a very successful and productive collaboration with Curtis Gebhardt, who is our studio's community organizer. And throughout 2019, we are going to be hosting live webinars through the RStudio community portal, where we will interview both members of the Shiny team, along with authors of packages or our Shiny applications within the Shiny community, both within and outside of the Shiny team. And our first webinar will be on April 27th of, of this year, where we are kicking off with a discussion about the history of Shiny and where Shiny is going with our studio software engineer and major Shiny author, Winston Chang. We'll have a link to the sign up in the show notes of this episode that you can quickly register for that webinar. So as you can see, there are two components of this series as a whole. I think they're both extremely valuable because it's one thing to actually use Shiny, but I feel it's not that's not the end goal for me. The other goal is also learning and connecting with such brilliant minds in the Shiny community. So this is a journey. I mean, this is just our kickoff episode. I have a lot more where I want to get to. And we're going to have announcements of the webinar, of the of future webinars at community.rstudio.com. And there will be a brand new website called shinydevseries.com. We'll have links to all the videos and resources that this um, webinar is going to produce. To give you a preview of what I hope to do, um, I'm going to now transition to giving a kind of a spotlight for a package that has actually helped me immensely for my work in terms of uh, making a robust application. This is one of those packages that flew under the radar when I first saw it, but I think it's really awesome to look at. So this package is called Shiny Helper. Shiny Helper is a package that lets you document and add documentation to input widgets of your Shiny application. The nice thing is, is that you can use our markdown or just markdown files to create the documentation. You can also do an app uh, documentation more in line where you just put the HTML code yourself. So let me show you how, how this package works. Let me reload it here because it did time out. But this is the demonstration app that comes with the package. So I didn't make this, but this is built into the package. As you can see here, We've got this um, set of icons next to each of the input names. When you click it, you now have a little pop-up that appears. It looks like a shiny modal, right? And it, under the hood, it kind of is. But this text that you see here is all written in R mark in, in Markdown. You could do R Markdown to compile the Markdown, but the point is, is that you can now document these inputs in a very robust way. And the package and the, the package itself, Shiny Helper will create a documentation directory for you as you as you as you um, bootstrap the the function with this or bootstrap the functionality with this function called observe helpers in your server side function and as you can see it also supports mathjack so you can put mathematical equations but these icons again very intuitive you can even change the style of the icons 
I mean, this is really robust, a robust package. And again, it kind of flew under the radar to me, but I highly recommend using that. And I want to use this, the end of this video to kind of spread awareness of this package. But there's a ton of these out there in the Shiny community. And really the, the cool part I enjoy about with Shiny is find a way to mix all these together in a cohesive way so that you can really build a robust application. So this, this we're going to wrap up this video here. Um, but again, I highly invite you to keep up to date with the announcements of the webinars on community.rstudio.com and bookmark shinydevseries.com for all the videos and resources. And there will be a YouTube channel associated with this. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you for our episode one, where we interview Winston Chang.